can find the Katie Halper Show on WBAI 99.5 FM on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. WBAI.org. You can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, where you can definitely rate and review us. Find us on Patreon for bonus episodes. And make sure you check out our live taping June 30th at 7 p.m. At Caveat, we're going to have special guest Thomas Frank doing a special bonus breaking news-ish, breaking campaign-ish episode. Really excited to be talking to Ben Spielberg, who I've been wanting to have on the show for a while. Ben Spielberg is a former researcher and writer who has worked extensively on minimum wages, and he's going to talk to us about Initiative 77, which is an effort to raise the minimum wage for tip workers in Washington, D.C., as well as the deceptive plot from the restaurant industry to prevent Initiative 77 from passing. So, uh, welcome, and thanks so much for coming, Ben. Thanks so much for having me, Kitty. I'm really excited to be on. Yeah. So tell us all what's happening, because uh, you got a vote that's happening Tuesday, and we're at Monday, so this is really suspenseful. It's true. Well, so early voting uh, has been open in D.C. from June 4th to June 15th, so I actually have already voted in favor of Initiative 77, and hopefully a lot of people in D.C. have too. But Election Day is tomorrow, and that's one of the things on the ballot. And it's a pretty big deal, because back in 2016, uh, D.C. passed a minimum wage increase for most workers. Uh, which is going up to $15 an hour. However, they left tipped workers behind. So workers who work in industries where typically you would expect customers to, to compensate them in addition to their base wage. A lot of people think about that as like the restaurant industry, waiters, bartenders, things like that. But actually in D.C., 60% of tipped workers work outside of the restaurant industry. They might be car wash attendants. They might be manicurists, uh, hairstylists, things of that nature. Um, so those workers, they are paid Bell a subsequent Bellhops, are those? Bellhops could be, yes, absolutely. And a lot of times people don't even realize that those workers depend on tips for their livelihood. Right. And in C, um, the minimum wage for tipped workers right now is only $3.33. It's rising to $5 an hour when the actual minimum wage goes to $15 an hour in D.C. But the idea um, behind the tipped minimum wage is that workers make – $3.33 an hour, or they make $5 an hour when it goes up to five. Uh, and theoretically, their tips are supposed to compensate them for the rest. But that does not very frequently happen. And so a lot of tipped workers are often in poverty. And so Initiative 77, what it would do is it would make tipped workers get the same minimum wage as everybody else. Okay. So, so rather than uh, what it would do is, it, is the tip minimum wage in D.C. to $4.50 in July, um, and then it would raise it gradually over the subsequent years so that it's $15 by 2025, and then that it rises with the minimum wage after that in D.C. So tipped workers get kind of their base wage that's the same as every other minimum wage, and then they can get tips on top of that. Right. So what are some of the arguments against it? So uh, they're pretty deceptive. Um, the campaign against it, uh, and you, if you live in D.C., you will have seen these signs in windows all around the city of restaurants um, that say, no one 77, save our tips. And so the opposition argument, to a large extent, is predicated on trying to convince people if this initiative passes, a lot of workers at popular restaurants and bars who make a lot of money in tips right now will end up making less at the end of the day, because even though they're making $15 an hour, the opposition argues their tips will dry up, customers won't pay the extra prices, and therefore, you know, the restaurants will suffer and the workers themselves will suffer. Um, this is a total nonsense argument because if you look around the country, we have eight states that already do not have a tipped minimum wage. So one of them, California, 
uh, where I used to live, is has a very thriving restaurant economy. Um, there are seven others, again, that do this, and there are cities around the country that, that do it too. And what we see in those places is that poverty rates for tip workers are lower, uh, earnings for tip workers are higher, and the restaurant industry is doing just fine. So um, pretty much the opposition arguments for the Initiative 77, they're funded by the restaurant industry, and they don't hold any water. So they're abolishing the minimum wage being different from the other minimum wage, right? Exactly. Um, so they basically instituted one fair wage for everybody. So in those states, whether you're a tipped worker or you're a worker who doesn't rely on tips, you're guaranteed whatever the minimum wage is. Initiative 77 in D.C. right now, again, the tip minimum wage is 3.33 an hour. D.C.'s minimum wage is going to be 15 an hour. Uh, what this initiative would do is it would make the tipped minimum wage go away right. so that minimum wage for tipped workers would be 15 an hour when the D.C. minimum wage is 15 right. an hour. So is the opposition saying, like, why are you trying to get rid of minimum wage? They should use that opposition. You should sure. use that. I mean, their other arguments are deceptive, so why not throw in another one? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And who is this big restaurant guy? Um, who's the guy who's Puerto, from Puerto Rico and um, fighting with you a lot on Twitter? Oh, yeah, Jose Andres. He has Anthony Bourdain in his um, banner photo, right, on Twitter, I think? I believe so. And it's interesting because a lot of people admire the work that Andres has done in Puerto Rico. I mean, he's done some humanitarian work, but he's definitely wrong on this issue. Um, and it's really sad because you could conceivably argue, and I think it's true, that workers at popular restaurants like the ones that Andres presides over uh, are going to be fine even if this initiative doesn't pass because they do actually make a lot in tips at some of these popular restaurants. They're not going to be any worse off if this passes, right. but they're going to be fine either way. Um, but what is missing from that conversation and what Andres uh, is ignoring, I think, in his commentary on this issue is the fact that most tipped workers in D.C., that's not the norm. And most tipped workers around the country, that's not the norm. I mean, again, these are disproportionately women, disproportionately people of color who have higher poverty rates, usually about double the general working population, um, and it's largely a result of the tip minimum wage being in existence. So why does someone like Jose Andres, why does someone like him oppose it? Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard to analyze people's psychology. The thing that I pointed out to him on Twitter, uh, because uh, he had this thing about, you know, advocates for this initiative are only out for themselves, is I stand to gain nothing. I'm not a tipped worker. So advocating that for... That we know a, of. We haven't really dug in, done research on that's this. That's true. I mean, you could explore whether I would gain from raising the minimum wage for tip workers, but I can assure you that I wouldn't. Um, and you're happy to, you're welcome to dig if you'd like. Um, but Jose Andres, I mean, he owns these really one place that increased labor costs come out of is restaurant profits. Um, and so what this really is, again, is it is a bit of a redistribution of profits from restaurant owners to the workers. Um, and therefore, restaurant owners are not a huge fan of it, um, which, you know, one can understand. Um, but I think it is worth pointing out again that the people on the yes side do not really stand to gain from this, except for the workers who right. we're advocating for. Um, but there is a, a clear ulterior motive for people in the restaurant industry to be opposed to this, which is they get to keep more money. Right. Well, Have any I'm not saying that's why Andres necessarily no, but... it. Um, I mean, I would like to hope that he's just bought the propaganda and is wrong. I don't know, which is worse, yeah. Yeah, it's hard I to guess disingenuous is worse. Disingenuous and self-interested is worse than um, under-informed. 
Or, probably, yeah. yeah. No, I think that that's probably true. But I mean, either way, it's it bad. Right? Yeah, it's bad. Either way, it's worth noting that he does stand to gain from this initiative failing, and uh, I, do, I stand to gain nothing, advocates stand to gain nothing from it right. passing. Everybody's saying that they care about the workers. The workers clearly gain if right. you pass a higher minimum wage for them. The other opposition argument, uh, if you want to know it, is opponents will say, so yes, it's true that the tip minimum wage is lower than the regular minimum wage. But this is an enforcement issue. It's not actually a wage issue because there is this law that says if you don't make enough in tips to get the regular minimum wage, then the restaurant has to give you that money anyway. So they're like, nobody is not making the minimum wage unless the restaurant's breaking the law. And we think that's terrible if the restaurant's breaking the law. We're all law abiding. But what you really need to do is crack down on these lawbreakers. Don't ask this higher minimum wage. And uh, it can sound like a compelling argument to people, but the problem is it's extremely hard to enforce this concept of restaurants giving workers the compensation that they don't get in tips. And the Department of Labor investigated a number of places around the country between 2009 and 2015, and they found that 80% of them, 84 out of five, were violating wage and hour laws, and the most common violation is not compensating their tipped workers. So the cleanest, easiest way to do this is just pay everybody one fair wage. It works in many places around the country and it's something that we should do. And I also imagine that like the more vulnerable, the most vulnerable people are going to be the least able to uh, kind of like pursue this, you know, I don't like to, to try to get their bosses to pay them the difference. Yeah, no, that's 100% right. And I mean, one of the other things that is very interesting about watching this play out in D.C., the restaurant lobby has done an incredible job. They've actually organized very well and identified some high-wage tipped workers, so workers who make a lot of money in tips who work at popular restaurants, who will go out and very publicly and loudly say, hey, we're tipped workers and we oppose this. Right. Uh, they bought into the propaganda, they oppose it, and there are not as many workers, and it's really hard to find somebody who would be okay with publicly speaking out, because if you are a worker who's manager is not compensating you what you deserve, and you're a low-wage woman, a woman of color in one of these tipped industries, it is really scary for you to be able to go out publicly and say, hey, this is my stance on this political issue that I know my employer opposes, and I might get fired for doing right. it. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, it's really a shame because there are these outspoken people who have been turned against their fellow tipped workers, um, and you don't get to see publicly as many people who are able to say, yes, I'm in favor of this, who work in the industry, because they know their livelihoods would be at risk. Now, I think the thing that's nice is since I've written the article I've written about it and tried to be active on Twitter about this issue, I have received messages from people who say, hey, I'm at a no on 77 restaurant, but I really appreciate the facts being out there. I've been trying to convince people um, kind of on my own, non-publicly, that this is actually a really good thing for us and I'm voting for it. So oh, there are people who believe that. Um, it's just, you know, it's not easy for them to be public. You should. They should do like a blur their face thing, seriously could do like a face, they should put on a filter, a mask, like a Snapchat thing. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that would be great. And the other thing that's so interesting is it's not hard to find people if you walk into even any food establishment in DC that does not have a no on 77 sign in their window. You have a conversation with workers, here's what the deal is, right. you know what the minimum wage is for you, this would raise it. They're all in favor of it, right? So it's if you're not uh, exposed to the industry propaganda and organized by the restaurant industry, which is really funding this effort to try to beat this initiative, um, you do support it. And who's working on behalf of the, uh, of the initiative? 
on behalf of the initiative. So there's um, an organization called the Restaurant Opportunities Center. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, Rock, right? Is that, how you, Rock? Is that what it is? Yeah, Rock. Yeah, I've seen um, and so sometimes the opponents will be like, oh, these uh, these rock people, they're from New York. They don't understand D.C. It's totally ridiculous because they advocate for low-wage workers and, like, they're happy to advocate for low-wage workers anywhere. That's what they do. Um, and then there's a number of great research institutions and advocacy institutions that have partnered with them and are allied on this. The National Employment Law Project put out a great paper, which I'll probably tweet about a little bit later, um, talking about the distribution of tipped workers in D.C., um, so they're a great organization. The Economic Policy Institute puts out great research on this issue. Um, and the Center for American Progress wrote something recently as well, um, which was great. So I think there are a lot of people fighting for higher wages in D.C. And I'm hopeful that it will pass just because minimum wage increases do tend to be very popular. And people know that the opposition arguments to them are bogus because we hear them every single time somebody tries to raise the minimum wage, the sky right. does fall right. and work, make more money. So people get that it makes sense. And any labor organizations, any unions? Uh, yeah, no, there are unions behind it. Um, I'm not sure which ones have been the most active, but yeah. definitely labor is behind it too. And so what is it looking like? I mean, have you guys done polls or that's kind of your, one of the things you do, right? You're like a numbers uh -huh. person. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't typically run polls myself, but I have seen some of the earlier polls. I haven't seen any recent polls, but the earlier polls showed it was pretty popular, and I think that there's a good chance still that it will pass. I mean, it is a little alarming seeing the no on seventy seven signs up, but again, I think a lot of people get this issue, and when you walk into the ballot box and you see a higher minimum wage for people, I think a lot of people get that, especially in a city like D.C., where most people think of themselves as liberal, mm -hmm. if they see a minimum wage increase on the ballot, it's hard to vote against it. Right. Um, the unfortunate thing is we have a lot of lawmakers in D.C. who are buying into the restaurant industry propaganda, echoing the restaurant industry propaganda, and they may try to undercut and stall this, even if it does pass by referendum. Um, so one thing that's really important also for people who care about this issue are to vote for really good county council member, or uh, city council members in D.C. Um, one person running for D.C. council chair, his name's Ed Lazier. Uh, he'd be great, and he supports the initiative. And Jeremiah Lowry, who's also running for an at-large council seat, is another person who's running who supports the initiative. So for D.C. voters who go out to vote tomorrow, I recommend voting yes on 77, vote for Ed Lazier for D.C. council chair, and vote for Jeremiah Lowry for at-large. Great. And any social media thing people should know about? Any hashtags? Um, any things people should do? Are any people doing any phone calls or anything? Um, I do know if you live in D.C. that people are meeting at the Florida Avenue Grill is the one restaurant that's really out in favor of this. Um, they're yeah. with the Restaurant Opportunity Center. So people are gathering there to do uh, actions and sign, putting up signs and things like that. So I encourage people to go to the Florida Avenue Grill and get checked in. Um, I think... Yes on 77 is definitely a good hashtag. Um, and I think just to the extent that people can say, pass this initiative, Initiative 77 in D.C., it's for higher wages for tipped workers, reduces poverty, anything like that, um, combating the negative narrative will be helpful. And I was just going to ask, are there any restaurant owners who have come out to support this? Or are there any workers who have come out? Like, what was the restaurant you just mentioned? That's one that the Florida Avenue Grill. So they're out. Um, the other ones, and you know, I've been wrestling with this because there are workers I've talked to at other food establishments and even a manager I talked to at other food establishments in DC, uh, who are supportive of this. And I've been like, email me, like, tell me, find out if the owner supports this and I'll try to drive 
positive publicity to you. Right. Um, and I haven't heard back from them, and I don't want to share the restaurant name yet, yeah. because, given that I haven't heard back. Yeah. Just seems to me like you don't want to put those workers at risk. Sure, of course. At risk. Um, but I can guarantee what, – what I would say to anyone in D.C., and I'm boycotting all the restaurants with the no on 77 signs um, – if you if you boycott the no on seventy seven restaurants, there are plenty of good food establishments in D.C. that do not have the signs up. Yeah. So you go to those. You should definitely go to the Florida Avenue Grill. And uh, if any other restaurants want to come out and say I'm strongly in favor of higher wages, I would totally recommend people going to them too. And I hope some of the restaurants will. And has that guy from the Florida Avenue Grill? Is that what it is? Florida Avenue Grill. Yeah. Has he has he or she the people who own it? Have they made any videos or like testified about why they support it? That's a good question, and I don't know. I get it. Uh, and on social media, send someone over there. But yeah, no, that, that is a good question. Um, yeah, people people should do that. Yeah, they can come on the Katie Helper show. Cool. Well, I um, we should shoot them a message after yeah. this. Yeah. Cool. Um, and same thing with any workers who are talking about it. Be good to get them on social media too, just to yeah. drive the message. No, I, I think that would be great. I mean, again, the messages I've got have generally been like, and I've said, can I share this anonymously? And they said, yeah. Right. Um, but it's hard for people to be public on it. Right, right. All right. Well, thank you so much. And Ben, where can people find you and your stuff? Um, so I uh, have not been blogging so much recently, but 34justice.com is my blog that um, I co-founded and used to blog on and hopefully will be blogging on again soon. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at, at Ben Spielberg. Um, and, uh, yeah, look forward oh. to connecting with people. And what do you do? Do you still work with Jared? With Jared Bernstein, yeah. So I used to work with Jared Bernstein at the Center on Budget and Policy Priorities. I did work with Jared, and we wrote the piece together in the Washington Post still um, about this initiative because we both think it's really important and hope that it passes in D.C. Great. And what's the piece called? I'll make sure uh, I'll that's a good question. I'll have to look up exactly what the title is because I forget. Um, so modest. It is called, Hey, D.C., Reject the Misleading Signs and Raise Tip Workers' Wages. Great. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. No, this was great. I really enjoyed uh, being on. Yeah, great. And let me know if you have any people. Really, I'll put out videos. Okay. Okay. I will, I will do that. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to this Katie Helper Show uh, breaking campaign-ish news update. And, uh, of course, you can find the Katie Helper Show on WBAI 99.5 FM on Wednesdays. That's WBAI.org. You can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, where you should definitely rate and review us. Find us on Patreon for bonus episodes. This one, of course, won't be bonus because... Um, won't be behind a paywall because we want to get the word out on this. It's patreon.com slash the Katie Halper show. And, oh, we're doing a live taping with Thomas Frank, author of Listen Liberal, or whatever happens to the party of people, and author of What's the Matter with Kansas. That's June 30th at uh, Caveat, 21 Clinton Street in Manhattan, June 30th at 7 p.m. And if you go to Caveat uh, and look for that, make sure you use the, the, the promo code K Helper Insider, and you'll get a discount. And Ben will be there in spirit because he doesn't live in New York. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks, Katie. Bye.